Hello, Guardians. Welcome to another episode of Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I am one of your hosts, Corey Dierig, and alongside me, as always, on this emergency episode is the Jotun Toten, Spartan Slaying, Mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, my favorite Destiny co-host on the Citadel, Josh Finney. This, God, Corey, I really thought we were going to get through this week without anything major outside of the Chwab, maybe an exotic... Maybe the leaked exotics trailer <laughs> from yesterday, and then I'm drive I'm driving my mom back from some appointments today. I'm about halfway back to her apartment, and it's all highway. And all of a sudden, my phone just starts going off like crazy through my stereo. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, and just like people people that like I don't even play Destiny with are texting me, and like, but it's mixed in with. Uh, Colonel Panic and Nerd Generalist texting me in our group <laughs> chat, and then I'm getting DMs from you. I'm getting DMs from you. I'm getting DMs from uh, our friend Logan. I'm getting them from our friend. I'm getting texts from our friend Ray going like, "What the hell is going on? Like, explain to me what's happening." And I'm like, "What? Like, I'm not. I'm, I can't even read these. All I made out was the words, "What the hell? Fuck and Bungie." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh no, what happened? Oh god, did something?" <laughs> Did somebody do something else at that studio? <laughs> Are we going to have to have another talk about this on Thursday? And I finally get to my phone about 45 minutes later, get, get her home, get her settled, look at it. And I'm sitting in the parking lot and I'm just going, oh, my God, like over and over again. And Chelsea and I had to go run in there. So I dropped her off. I was like, here's the credit card. Just go, go in and do whatever you need to do. Take all the time in the world because I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> Bungie, as of this morning, January 31st at 10 a.m. Pacific, has officially joined the PlayStation Studios family. Mm. This is, to the tune of $3.6 billion. That uh, is approximately half of Bethesda. Yeah. And, Um, uh, man, I I had a lot of thoughts initially, because I was like, okay, cool, because, like, I was like, man, the biggest story of the day is that play, uh, you know, Xbox is releasing uh, MLB The Show into Game Pass again this year, which is hilarious, right? But like, I was like, oh, that'll probably be like, you know, the big news of the day. MLB The Show gets announced, cover athlete, whatever, uh, coming to Game Pass and, and Switch and stuff now, too. And it's like, oh, that's a pretty decent sized story for the day. Yeah. Not after I published that story on on the website. It's like, Everybody, everybody starts DMing me too. They're like, Bun- "PlayStation just bought Bungie. PlayStation just bought Bungie. You have to get a PlayStation Five now to play Destiny." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And I just see Bungie trending. I'm like, "Oh god!" And I read the, I read the whole thing, and I'm like, "Okay, well, they're maintaining their independence, right? They own all their IP still. They're going to still be multi-platform." I have a lot of thoughts on what their kind of integration with PlayStation is going to be moving forward. Yeah. So let, let, let's break down the deal first. Let's yeah. break that because yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is a truly unique deal. This is not an all or nothing like Bethesda or like we think that about 85% of Activision Blizzard is going to be or like um Obsidian or Double Fine or something right, like right, that. Right, right. And th- this is much more akin to the Mojang. It's like a fusion of the Mojang deal and the Activision publishing deal of Destiny 1 and Vanilla Destiny 2. Right. It's kind of like a marriage of those two ideas. So yep. Bungie.net, Pete Parsons goes in and posts, um, 
with Sony Interactive Entertainment, the potential for our universes is unlimited. Future games will take bold steps into unexplored spaces for Bungie. Continue to push the boundaries of what is possible and will always be built on a foundation of creating meaningful, lifelong friendships and memories. We remain in charge of our destiny. We will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community, and our games will continue to be where our community is, wherever they choose to play. So that that was the first thing. And we were like, okay, we've heard this PR speak before. Immediately, a post from uh, Joe Blackburn and Justin Truman goes up. And they post a graphic saying, Destiny 2, our shared vision. One community, multi-platform. Destiny 2 will stay on all current platforms and expand to new platforms. That is that Epic Games Store leak that we kind of talked about last year. That's what I firmly believe this is. Um, I would not be shocked to see the Witch Queen in three weeks show up on the Epic Game Store. Just saying, yeah. considering Sony's alliance with them. Right. Um, Self-published, creatively independent, Bungie maintains full creative control and publishing independence of the Destiny universe. And three, the same game everywhere. Every player should have an amazing Destiny experience no matter where you choose to play. FAQ. I want to go through this real quick and then we're going to break into this deal. As a Destiny 2 player, does Bungie becoming part of PlayStation have any immediate impact on how I play and experience the game? No, it is a multi-platform game with full cross-play, and our commitment remains unchanged. We want you to play the Witch Queen on February 22nd on the platform of your choice. Will the Destiny 2 experience on non-PlayStation platforms be impacted by Bungie becoming part of PlayStation? No, we want the same experience you already have on your platform of choice. Will any announced seasons, events, packs, or expansions be changed or impacted? No, Bungie retains full creative independence for the games and the community. Our plans for the light and dark saga are unchanged all the way through the final shape in 2024. No platform exclusives, uh, platform features like cross-save, cross-play, the companion app, and third-party apps like DIM will not be changed or removed. They can they want to continue to invest in new features and platforms with friends. There, here's the big one. Here's the absolute biggest megaton of the whole thing, and it kind of went unnoticed by everybody, myself included, until about an hour or two after the announcement. Mm -hmm. Bungie has future games in development. Will they now become PlayStation exclusives? No. We want the worlds we are creating to extend to anywhere people play games. We will continue to be self-published, creatively independent, and will drive one unified Bungie community. Mm -hmm. That is... We cannot overstate the magnitude of that sentence right there uh-huh yeah. um my because my initial fear was because i i did not see this post this post was not sent to me i saw the graphic and i was like this kind of worries me because everything they're saying is about the witch queen i'm really worried for what this means for lightfall mm -hmm. um now i think instead that fear kind of shifts to when we inevitably have to hit destiny 3 after yeah. light and dark is over and we'll cross that bridge when we get to it Right. But them saying that games in development will remain multi-platform, I fully expect there to be like exclusive skins, PS Plus packs, things like that. Like betas, alphas will be. I bet. I bet you get like Bright Dust through PlayStation Plus or something. Uh, so I'm actually I'm not even entirely sure about that. I think you'll see it for the new IPs. I don't think you'll see it for Destiny because Bungie got made a huge deal of getting up on their keg stand and saying nobody is getting specials anywhere because of what platform they chose to play on yeah when they broke off from activision it's why we never saw game pass perks when we thought we might well we did we got a discount on silver <laughs> okay we we got like a two dollar <laughs> discount on silver that will surely be a ps plus thing 
I would expect to see expansions. Like th this acquisition means for me, Spartacus exists. Mm -hmm. Spartacus is real. This is going to be a center point of it. But I love what Jim Ryan says about this. He did an interview with GamesIndustry.biz this morning with Chris Dierig over there. And he says, the first thing to say unequivocally is that Bungie will stay an independent multi-platform studio and publisher. Pete Parsons and I have spoken about many things over recent months, and this was one of the first and actually easiest and most straightforward conclusions we reached together. Everyone wants the extremely large Destiny 2 community, whatever platform they're on, to be able to continue to enjoy their Destiny 2 experience. And that approach will apply to future Bungie releases. That is unequivocal. Bungie will operate autonomously within the Sony Interactive Entertainment Organization and will publish on other platforms. We get the importance of this. We have grown studios organically, but we've also made a number of acquisitions over the years, whether it's Naughty Dog, Guerrilla Games, Sucker Punch, and most recently Insomniac. We understand how important it is to give these great organizations space and independence while bolstering that with great support when and where it's needed. Uh, this is... This is incredible. And what he goes on to say, they make massive, immersive games that have no end, whereas PlayStation's strength, as you know, is in the single-player, narrative-rich stories. Our studios make those games, and they're some of the best games you'll find anywhere. Uh, this acquisition is less about, let's make Destiny an exclusive, let's get Matter as an exclusive, and more of, we want a multiplayer-driven focus at Sony, because it's something that you and I have taken the task about, Crossroads has talked about it an awful lot. I, I think we've talked about it on every show on, you know, on Boss Rush over the last couple of years. Ever since I started doing content with you, it's been one of the only hangups I have from saying Sony is the PS4 was like the greatest thing we've ever seen. Is their multiplayer first-party support sucked? Mm -hmm. Their party chat sucks. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that are bad over there on the multiplayer side. Like your your multiplayer title that you launched with last generation was Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah, <laughs> Killzone's not bad, but let's not pretend that it's Halo or Destiny or Call of Duty or something like that. Right. This gives every team an opportunity to learn from Bungie, just like Bungie learned from the Battle.net team and from the uh, World of Warcraft team over at Activision. Mm -hmm. This gives an opportunity for everyone to learn and to be cohesive. But also Sony is really the only one that was going to give Bungie the support they wanted. We talked about this at length last year and we brought it up periodically. Bungie wants to move into multimedia publishing. Mm -hmm. This is where that this is what like after I read that their games were going to stay multi-platform. This mm -hmm. was the thought I had was like Sony has PlayStation Productions. They have Sony yes. Pictures. They have Columbia TriStar. Yes. They have their TV division. Like they have Funimation. They have Crunchyroll. They, they have, have parts the, of Anaplex. They have the 10 year uh, contract with Netflix. Yeah, I, I mean, the the biggest slam dunk for me in all of this is Bungie 100% came away the winner. Bungie and I will say the fans. I don't think that a platform holder won or lost today. I think everybody took away a victory. Microsoft walks away knowing that, okay, Phil Spencer's favorite game to play is not going PlayStation exclusive. Right. Okay, we all saw the memes about it. Mm -hmm. But I think that the fact that they realize this, and this to me does scream this is probably why the call of duty comment was made a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. by sony executives saying we hope that microsoft will continue to honor the legacy of activision blizzard franchises we all knew they were talking about call of duty and like overwatch and diablo and stuff like that yeah on other platforms 
this purchase, I think, actually shakes up the industry more than Bethesda or, well, if Activision Blizzard goes through, that's probably still the biggest thing. Yeah. This, I think, shakes it up in a different way, though, of Sony knows that they have the first person market locked up, first party, like first party single player locked down. Right. Microsoft may have Western RPGs, and we still have to see what the quality of all those are. But Sony 100% has the single-player, immersive, third-person action-adventure stories. Yep, They have the best writing teams in the industry at, at a publisher. It To think that they are not the most powerful game maker out of the big three at this point is complete ignorance. Mm-hmm. There is nobody that can compete with them. Like, I, I don't care that Bethesda is a part of Microsoft. You have to see results before we can say that. Sony just had an entire generation of dominance, and they're already continuing it and now building on it with partnerships like with Haven and with the acquisition of Bungie. Yep. $3.6 billion is reportedly, according to Jeff Grubb and Direct Feed Games, about, and I, I'm putting Jeff in this because Jeff retweeted this, and it's why I saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh Jeff was one of the guys a couple years ago, him and Imran Khan both said that Microsoft was in talks with Bungie to acquire them back in September 2020 is when that news broke, just before the Bethesda news. Yeah. And Ryan McCaffrey had heard that, Eurogamer had heard it, Pete Parsons flat denied it, was like, oh, we've never had those talks. And I mean, legally, you have to deny it. And that's what we said at the time, uh, back in the early days of Tower Casuals. And uh, we now know that that was true supposedly the offer was $2 billion at the time. Bungie wanted $2 billion, mm-hmm. and they wanted to stay uh, independent. And Microsoft was like, no, absolutely not. And I do think that Sony had to cave to that. Otherwise, they weren't going to get them either. But we said a couple weeks ago, Bungie was probably like the most valuable independent studio at the time. Mm-hmm. Because they, they were really the winners of the Activision Blizzard announcement because they could kind of dictate the market now being one of the only independent AAA shooter studios out there that wasn't swallowed up. Right. This is not a response to Activision Blizzard. This deal took, it's estimated it's been in the works for about five to six months. Mm-hmm. These talks started last summer. Yep. Um, now, I do think it was partially in response to Bethesda. Mm-hmm. I do think it was partially in response to that. And it's it's weird, right? I, everybody in the industry assumed if Bungie goes anywhere, they're going back to Xbox. Mm-hmm. The fact that this happened so soon after the split from Activision is shocking. Um, but I really want to focus on, like, everything is staying, for right now, is going to stay multi-platform. Eventually, that will change. Mm-hmm. You do not spend... billion to not get exclusive things. But Sony cares way more about the infrastructure that's going to bring their online communities, what that's going to do for their online games going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget the name of the studio, but they they are working on a game with the former uh, directors of Black Ops 3. Uh, They are doing a game with them. Deviation. I always forget them. Uh, guaranteed this is going to help. There is a studio founded by ex-Bungie devs that is working on their first uh, MMO FPS with mm-hmm. Sony. Mm-hmm. This is nothing but a win across the board for, for everybody. And selfishly, as a primarily Xbox fan, my first reaction was, at being completely selfish and being a fanboy, was, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. I, I'm crushed. I mean, that's, I'm absolutely that's, crushed. That's exactly how I felt, too, right? Like... I mean, look, I'm, my first Bungie experience was Halo, right? Like, 
I, I think almost all of us can say that. I think yeah. almost everybody listening to this show has a connection to the Halo games, or at least to Destiny One. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's you like everybody knows Halo is one of the singular most important franchises in history. Mm-hmm. But Xbox does not exist without Bungie. Yeah, and it's weird because I I think like. I now understand what it kind of feels like, like the sense of shit. I may never get, I have a friend who's his favorite uh, franchise is elder scrolls, but Mm -hmm. he's notoriously a PlayStation. He's a PlayStation only guy Mm -hmm. has only ever been able to afford one console a generation. And he's even conceded like, I'm going to have to get a series S just to be able to play fallout and elder scrolls and Starfield. Like, I just want to play those Bethesda games. He's like, but game pass is so good. And that's the argument I was making to a couple friends of mine who were really bummed today about this news is, nobody has lost here. Yeah. There will eventually be exclusive Bungie games, but mm-hmm. look at how many times Bungie's gotten out of agreements. They got out of Microsoft after 10 years after being acquired. Mm-hmm. They got out of the Activision publishing deal after less than 10 years. Yeah. Who's to say that in 10 years, they don't get a new leadership is in charge and is like, we don't like the way that Sony does things. We want to leave. Yeah. Yes. Um, I and wonder... I, I'm not pushing that agenda at all. No, as no, 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 no. As, yeah, yeah, I mean, this not, is, it's not coming busy. across as a bitter, salty gamer. Yeah, I mean, inside I am, but like I, I understand, like this is a business decision. Like, yeah, Bungie has the <clears throat> obviously they have a a big like they want to go multimedia. Like Sony can provide that for them, where like yeah. that's like one of the only areas where Microsoft can't provide that for them at this point. Right. And right. Uh, everything's going to stay multi-platform, you know, and. You know, Destiny, I like you said, it's a Minecraft situation. It's uh, probably going to be a Call of Duty situation where the game, the platform is too big to not be on another console, the, right? Right. And I, I, I don't know that I would even say that, like, Destiny is. I think it's just that it's such a passionate fan base. Mm-hmm. And it's a devoted fan base, mm-hmm. right? Like, you would never hear the end of it. And, I mean, I was actually kind of shocked by the reactions I saw on Reddit and on Twitter, around this from people going hey i'm a i'm playstation main i really like i don't want content divided again i'm really enjoying playing with my friends please please sony bungie like they, they're, ta- they're they're tagging them they're tagging community managers saying please pass this up the chain tagging luke smith and stuff being like please do everything in your power not to make not to go back to the way things were during destiny one and the beginning of destiny two please we don't want this if you do this again i'm out mm-hmm. uh, we can't we don't want to go through this and we cannot have a fractured community again they spent so much time like developing this cross-platform cross-save yeah. like one community thing and just to you know, being like that had to be like the one. And it's thing. funny to to then go to the platform that arguably has been the most against it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's shocking. I I think, and I would have understood. Like, okay, Destiny is going to stay a multi platform. Okay, for at least Destiny two, I will be totally understanding if a hypothetical Destiny three is just PlayStation and PC, and I we don't know what that's going to be like. Okay, that is three years away. Yeah. Uh, at, at minimum, that's three years away, 2025. Uh, and I'm not going to worry about that until, you know, the time comes. There there are so many other things I can concern myself with in the meantime. Yeah. Um. This, this is a power move, though. Yeah. This is Sony showing, okay, we're not going to play around. This is a much bigger acquisition than any of us thought that they were going to be able to do. Yeah. Um, 3.3.5 was about seen as, like, the cap for what they could do. Yeah. Um, I do think that this changes the landscape a little bit. I don't think anybody needs to hit back at each other. Um, 
you do kind of get the sense that maybe NetEase was possibly looking at Bungie because they do still have that partnership. We don't know what the status of that is. We haven't heard about it in years. Right. We don't know what the status of that is after this, if Sony bought it out or what. Right. Uh, which would not shock me if they did. Yeah. Um, I think this probably means that the next IP reveal could come as soon as this fall. Uh, I think Matter could be revealed as early as this fall. Um, but Bungie employees weren't even told until today. This was kept pretty secret. Wow. Uh, only high-level people knew. Uh, we know up until a few weeks ago, Microsoft was in the mix for uh, to acquire Bungie as well. And I, I really think what happened was it came down to we have to pull the trigger on either them or Activision. Who do we do? Yeah. I'm still not entirely sure that the right choice was made there. I think that's a... Yeah, that that's a rock and a hard place. Do we bring home this amazing legendary studio and we cave to what they want and then everybody else is going to want to do it? And it's going to start like, what's to say that Pete Hines isn't going to come and be like, what the fuck? You told us we couldn't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of what they're kind of wrestling with. Like, yes, Microsoft's approach, which was seen as the only way was good. And oh, Minecraft was the exception to the rule. Now, I think going forward. I think this. I think this will probably effectively end acquiring publishers. I want to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't. Of course, I don't know, but I think that this empowers smaller publishers like Capcom yeah. more than ever before to say, yeah. "Well, we want our games to stay multi-platform for mm-hmm. the most part," and gradually over time, they would become exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that within five years, within five years, we have an exclusive Bungie game on PlayStation, and that's fine. Yeah. That's what you do. When you spend that much money, that's what you're doing. Uh-huh. That is the goal here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I hope that they create another beloved franchise over there. I, I really hope they do. I hope that PlayStation players get to experience the joy and the love that Corey and I have gotten to have for Halo over the years. Uh-huh. And honestly, like, because I know a lot of people aren't in Destiny. I hope that you find, you get a world uh-huh. that is created by Bungie storytellers that you fall in love with as much as we have. Uh-huh. Yeah, Do you, this. Can I, this. Uh, sorry, I want to. I want to go one more thing out. I think it's the best case scenario creatively. Yeah, for Bungie, they no longer have to worry about. Okay, we have to break even on this. We only have the budget for this. You have the backing of Sony worldwide now. Yeah, you can do what you want to do. They're going on. They basically said in their blog post, "We are going on another hiring spree right now." We already know the design team is more than doubled in the last year, and it doubled even since the beginning of the pandemic. Before that. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt in my mind that the Destiny team in particular will continue to grow. That is a money pot now for Sony. Sony loses nothing by letting that stay on Xbox. Mm-hmm. They lose absolutely nothing by letting that help, by letting Destiny 3 stay on there. Yeah. They lose nothing. Their name is forever associated with I saw Greg Miller today saying, honestly, bundle, bundle Dreams and Destiny with all the expansions in with every PS5 this fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey, Corey, what were you going to ask? Uh, I was going to say, like, like, I wonder when the time comes and, like, there's a Destiny 3, do you think that that would be exclusive? Or do you think whatever their next IP would be would be exclusive? I think it's too soon to say. I think it's too soon to say, based off this blog post, um, and this is probably me taking a hefty dose of copium here. <laughs> is that I when they say they want you don't say the phrase we want to continue to expand Destiny 2 to new platforms and then yank it from said platforms like two years later. Yeah. Um it doesn't work that way. Uh if anything, the only platform I see losing support in the future will be Stadia. Oh yeah. 
Uh, I think the Stadia servers will be shut down whenever Light and Dark is done. Well, um, I think I, I think Stadia. I think that tech is going to be sold to somewhere or partnered with someone. Right? I think I think it's being sold to Sony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's been my prediction for uh, you know over a year now is that Sony's going to buy the patents for that. Yeah. Um, would not shock me at this point. Um, I I don't know. I mean, if Sony figures out how to do cloud gaming on the level of XCloud. I will 100% play Destiny on, you know, PlayStation Cloud whenever I travel. Yeah. Because um, I, I was bemoaning that, that the, the game I was mainly playing in Cloud is gone. I know. Uh, now I understand why, but yeah. it's still, I'm like, why can't well, we still get the free one? Well, now this well, explains why you can't even have the free one. Yeah, I texted you earlier because, like, uh, you know, like a few months ago, we were like, why are they taking Destiny off of Game Pass? It doesn't really make sense when they made such a big deal about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, now we know why it's gone. Now, now we know why it's gone, um, but I think I think that this deal is re- it really is going to shake the industry up in ways that we don't expect. Like I was telling Ray, I says our, our friend Ray Apollo, but I don't understand what would stop Microsoft now from going, hey, um, Double Fine has this really unique game, and we kind of would like to share it with the world. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna make it after like six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, of being only on Xbox, we want to bring this to PlayStation. We want to bring this to the Switch. Um, we know that that was one of the big criticisms that Moon Studios had, that their head their head had. He was like, we don't want to be acquired by Microsoft because we want our games to be playable by everybody. Mm-hmm. Like We were open to it, but they weren't going to let us put our games on whatever platform. I wonder if now those agreements get re- I wonder if those talks get renewed or revisited now. Yeah. Like, what other studio is going to sit there and say, hey, we want this, like... We know that we know that Microsoft's been talking with IOI, with Stoic, uh, with Avalanche, with Certain Affinity, like, and they're building relationships with those because that was one of the biggest criticisms about some of these studios, like Ninja Theories, they they didn't have a relationship before they bought, and now you can't say that. Yeah. Now they're trying to establish those relationships before they open these talks or make them public. Um, I do. I do and don't think that Bungie is the last big acquisition we see for a while. Of course, we thought Activision was the last one we were going to see, too, and this happens like 12 days later. Right. Um, and there's still so much we just don't know yet Yeah. about the future, about what's coming. Um, God, I, I don't I don't even know what to say. Part of me is still processing it because it just feels so surreal to say the words Bungie is part of Sony now. I know. It's so um, weird. And not not in a bad way either. Like one hundred percent, if they make a Destiny branded PS Five, I'm buying it. If they oh, make yeah. special plates, I'm buying. Them. Yeah. Like I'm hundred percent doing this. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if uh, part of this also was they will now help keep Bungie on track. Uh, because Bungie has delayed a lot in recent years, and part of that's due to the pandemic. But I mean, they were doing it even before that with with Shadowkeep. Even Shadowkeep was just a few week delay, but that's when it kind of started, right? And, oh, okay, uh, is this going to become a regular thing? Like, we can't have these six-month seasons with nothing in them. We've spent, since since August, we've been in Season of the Lost, right? Um, so what like what does that look like going forward? But, I mean, also the, there we talked about the media partnerships. I mean, I'm more confident than ever you're getting a Destiny anime announced by the Game Awards. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, well, just, the, that feels like the easiest slam dunk in the world. I feel like the studio, well, even the studio that did... Uh, what was the League of Legends show called? Arcane. Yeah, like I could totally see that studio doing something Destiny related. 
or even like uh, the Castlevania, the Castlevania team, right? Oh, I mean, they they own in-house anime production and distribution companies now with Crunchyroll and Funimation. Right. Uh, they, I believe, don't don't quote me on this. I believe Sony owns part of Anaplex as well, who makes the incredible Demon Slayer anime. If I get something with that level of fluid action in Destiny form, uh, it's going to be rated. It's going to be rated R over here. It's going to mm-hmm. be not suitable for children. Uh, it's going to be incredible. I mean, there's. I, I've pushed before that I really want a Destiny Legends series. Yeah. Um, and our friend Ray Apollo was like, "Well, what if they did something akin to Star Wars Visions?" Yeah, I was about to bring that up. I, I, yeah. Uh, contract a bunch of different anime studios to do it you know like oh everybody takes one episode so that way it's not too much on one particular studio they're not just locked down making destiny forever right um we know they have a relationship with dark horse comics with the horizon last of us and um god of war art books and comic books mm-hmm. i would not be shocked to see a des- another destiny comic volume spin up god be announced as early as this summer right this was always bungie's next step um and I mean that, but I, even them saying that new IPs are still going to be multi-platform. I'm curious, like, what does that mean? Do they go right away? Like, we know Matter was supposed to be kind of their version of Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, have they learned from the Titanfall debacle that you shouldn't make a multiplayer game exclusive to one console unless it's called Halo? Right. Um, like shooters, shooters will die if they're exclusive. Yeah. Crossfire X comes out next week. It's dead on arrival. I don't care that it's from memory. It's dead on arrival. Yeah. I mean, people, I think people are definitely more concerned about the campaign of that game. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. It's just, I, I think there's so many things just like the Activision deal that we don't know. Yeah. This, and I, I saw people going, oh, this is exactly what we needed. We got clarity right away. Yeah, it's not a $68 billion purchase that has to clear through multiple uh, multiple uh, countries and continents and everything else. Bungie is literally an American company, is privately owned, and it got bought. Yeah. It's not publicly traded like Bethesda and uh, Activision, Activision yeah. are. Like the completely different scenarios. Mm-hmm. It's why you didn't hear it. It's like it's why they were able to just stroll out and say, "Oh yeah, we we bought Obsidian, we bought Double Fine, mm-hmm. like stuff like that." Like who's to say that now Obsidian couldn't get handled Night Seal Republic three and here make it, mm-hmm. but we're gonna put it on both consoles because we have nothing to lose. But if you want to play it on Xbox, mm-hmm. it's part of Game Pass, baby. It's part yeah. of Game Pass. Yeah. Like oh, a... you want the collector's edition? It's on Xbox. It's on PC. Mm-hmm. That yeah. does bother me that I'm probably buying two versions of Destiny going forward now. But and the, the things we do for franchises that we like, right? I know, right. I mean, to be fair, there's several games that I've not not to the extent of De- – well, I have double-dipped on Destiny before, but that was before I, I cosplay. Well. But, uh, I mean, there's games that I buy on Xbox and then I b- turn around and buy on Switch so I can take it on the go with me, right? I mean, I've done stuff like that before. I think the funniest thing that I saw out of all this is the amount of people who still think that Bungie owns any fraction of Halo. Oh, I know. 
Um, I literally saw somebody underneath uh, Jason Schreier's tweet this morning announcing it, saying, uh, oh, my God, so are we going to see, can we see the old Halo games on PlayStation now? And people were like, uh, no, Xbox owns everything Halo. Bungie sold everything to them when they left Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're not seeing Halo games on there. It's Destiny for right now. And I think that's part of why you're not seeing, like, more celebration on the fanboy side of things is that all, all that exists in their mind is Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Destiny One is all that exists in a lot of people's minds, mm-hmm. and like to be fair, like and I mean I was I was kind of one of those people. I really was not fully back on board with this until Forsaken, and I've said it so many times. Mm-hmm. Forsaken changed my entire view of this franchise and of this studio. Bungie's my all-time favorite studio, but I don't know if they would be if they hadn't turned around Forsaken. I yeah. they would have been the greatest has been. They they would be talked about the way that I talk that we talk about Bioware now. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's not a good thing. Nope. No. So I, I do think that this this opens a lot of doors creatively for Bungie. They, for the first time in a decade, they don't have to really worry about budget concerns or doing what the corporate overlord tells them to do. Um, it seems like the entire leadership team is staying in place. Everybody is staying there. Nobody's getting laid off. Uh-huh. They instantly become, I think, the biggest first party studio at Sony. Oh yeah, probably by far. Uh, by far naughty dog has over 600 from what i understand yeah but bungie has close to a thousand right bungie has bungie has right around 800 right now so uh by the way there's an interesting article just kind of like a side tangent uh playstation studios is developing several live service games uh with bungie Mm -hmm. intended to help on that i know we kind of talked about a little bit earlier but there's a quote from jim Uh, ryan jim ryan makes it pretty clear in the uh in the gamesindustry.biz mm-hmm. uh, piece, that that is absolutely something. Um, this is this is from uh, the official SIE site. It says mm-hmm. uh, this is a strategic step towards uh, continuing to evolve the games and gaming experiences that we build. Bungie's expertise in delivering world class service approach and long term community engagement is extremely compelling, and will support the development of several future live service titles from PlayStation Studios. Uh, Ryan goes on to say, uh, during the extensive conversations that have taken place over the past two months, it is apparent that Bungie's management is incredibly excited at the prospect of collaborating with the teams of, uh, the PlayStation Studios teams. So, um, yeah. And I want to, I want to highlight a couple more things from this games industry piece before we get out of here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a- adding on to the live service, uh, the way people, uh, Jim Ryan adds, the way people play games has changed a lot over the past few years. We created some wonderful properties over the course of 25 years with characters people love and resonate the world over. Offering the opportunity to enjoy those experiences in a completely different way is something we are very excited about. I can't go into details today, but we have a really amazing roadmap on how to do it. I would back us to do live service games ourselves, but when you have the potential to have a partner like Bungie who has been there, done it all before, learned the lessons, and have got this wonderful, brilliant team who is there and has the potential, we think we can take something that would have taken a certain number of years and significantly decrease the time it will take to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to note here is they do go into the uh, the allegations that surfaced in uh, Rebecca Valentine's reporting at IGN late last year, mm-hmm. uh, which we, you know, we, we talked about had. a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, we talked about it before Christmas. Yeah. Oh God. It has was actually it really that been long that long. Oh, it, is, it has Christ. really been that long. Yeah. I was out Christmas shopping when it broke. Um, 
this is an area, this is what Jim Ryan had to say. Uh, this is an area Sony takes incredibly seriously. We hold ourselves to extremely high standards throughout the organization and with the businesses that we partner with. This is something I've been incredibly sensitive to right from the start of the conversations, and I've been nothing but impressed and have nothing but the highest praise for the way Bungie organizes and conducts itself. There are a number of areas Sony can learn from Bungie. Philanthropy is a cornerstone value, and I think that speaks to everything. Pete Parsons added, we have been incredibly transparent with each other, what we're doing and the challenges we face. We're a 30-year-old company, and we're continuing to learn, build, and grow. I'm proud of the work that we are doing to create a thriving inclusive environment for people and we're going to continue to do that we will build learn and grow and i think we have a lot to learn from sony um a lot of this is pr speak i want to be really clear about that uh-huh. it's not i don't think it's necessarily sidestepping it but it is saying that like their sony was completely aware of it i mean these are the same questions that phil, phil spencer has been asked as well about the activision blizzard deal like what are you going to do what are you going to change about the the culture there um i don't think that we necessarily need to worry about the culture at Bungie. It does seem like they've taken a lot of steps and they acknowledge there is work still to be done. Um, But I am curious to see how those efforts go now being part of a big corporate umbrella again in a way that they haven't been since Microsoft. Um, The industry has changed a lot since 2007 when they announced their independence from Microsoft. Uh So I'm... I'm curious to know what happens here um, because there are a lot of people who were wrong and there were a lot of damning allegations in that piece. Um, and I, so some of it ranged from, you know, like, okay, boys club jokes to holy shit. Like some of these things should never happen to any person ever. These, this is not okay. Um, I'm not saying it's like Blizz, Activision Blizzard level, but as we said then, not everything has to be Activision Blizzard level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, horrible shit is still horrible shit no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really do hope that Sony and Bungie take it really seriously and make that a place to be proud of again, uh, make people be proud of. And I mean, to, to be fair, like Bungie seems like their their workers seem incredibly proud to be there yeah. and be a part of it. Yeah. So I'm very curious to, to see how they continue to grow and evolve and learn from the mistakes of the past. Um I'm not, I don't, I don't know what else there really is to say. Like this is in a sea of mega transactions. This is probably the most fascinating and not just because we cover destiny on a weekly podcast. This is genuinely, I think this is the most interesting acquisition in the industry because it wasn't just for an IP or uh-huh. just for a team, right? This was for the things that that team can bring to the table beyond destiny, beyond matter. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this, this is the, this is the future. And, we kind of liken the same thing when Bethesda was purchased. It wasn't just about securing Elder Scrolls and Fallout and giving them a home. It was about the people there. Mm-hmm. We've seen how the Bethesda teams work with each other. How can Zenimax Online help, uh, I don't know, Obsidian? How can they help them right. with ground? Like, that's a question to ask. How can they help Mojang make Minecraft Dungeons into something to be proud of? Right. Um, how are they going to help in, in Exile with their next game? Yeah. These are all questions that we've asked on the Microsoft side. Now, I think it's fascinating we get to ask this on the Sony side. Yeah. I mean, how, how is Bungie going to help ex- uh, if Gorilla makes another kill zone? Yeah. We know Gorilla has a second team going. Or Resistance, uh, right? Like, I think that was a rumor gro- rolling around, yeah. too. Um, it is Corey Barlock's next game at Santa Monica going to have a multiplayer component? Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be some sci fi action game. Uh, no, he's bringing back God of War multiplayer. <laughs> 
Don't, Corey, don't. The, the amount of hot takes I've had to read about Killzone today, uh, <laughs> trying to put it in the same conversation as Halo has been laughable. No, the interesting one, honestly, if there were, like, if Bungie works with Deviation, would be SOCOM, would be the one to bring back, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because that, that just seems like the only game that Sony ever had any relevance online with. I or, will also or Mag. note, one thing that I kind of forget about is Bungie is supposed to open up their first international branch this year mm-hmm. in Amsterdam, which is where Gorilla is also located. Yes. Um, and that's, I believe that's where Sony Europe is located, period. Yep. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's a great move, you know, bringing everything in-house there. There is one final paragraph here um, that I want to read out of the games industry biz story, uh, just to kind of cap it all off to, I guess, kind of evaluate where we are as an industry. Uh, We should absolutely expect more, Jim Ryan concludes. We are by no means done with PlayStation. We have a long way to go. I'll personally be spending a lot of my time with Pete and the team at Bungie helping make sure everything beds down right, and the autonomy means autonomy. But elsewhere in the organization, we have many more moves to make. Um, I really should have uh, started with the uh, couple of paragraphs before that. Um, Well, go ahead. Just, Just read it. This had nothing to do with industry consolidation. This had everything to do with a shared vision and how we could do things better together. The deal is a significant buy for, for our, from PlayStation. Sony is not a small organization, but it doesn't have pockets as deep as some of its competitors. Nevertheless, Jim Ryan says the firm is not done in this area. Um, I, I think that that's, that's kind of where the question turns. And I don't think it's really a question we're going to ponder here tonight. Yeah. But something to kind of keep in mind over the next couple of months is, what is the next move that PlayStation makes? This is by far the biggest they made. Insomniac was a big deal, but that was one of those like, well, you know, you have a shared history with them. Acquiring them is like if Microsoft went and got certain affinity, like, mm-hmm. okay, you've worked with them for like 20 years. Kind of a surprise that it didn't happen sooner. Just, you know, oh, y'all finally tied the knot after living together for 10 years. You know, you you have a kid together and everything. You know, it's in the case of Insomniac, you had a bunch of kids. You had a whole family going. You were the, your regular Philip Rivers over there. Oh, but uh, yeah, to, to make an analogy that I don't think quite stuck the landing, but it's it, it makes sense. And it's like, I now understand where some people were like, Microsoft doesn't have relationships with some of these studios or as good of ones as it may seem like with double fine and things like that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, now I know how you feel because it's, it's, it will never not be weird to me for, for years. It's going to be weird to read Bungie and Sony today. And now do this, 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 the press logo that they put out on that blue background with like the embossed PlayStation and Bungie logo. It, and it just says PlayStation X Bungie underneath it. It like, it hurts my eyes to look at that. Like it just it looks hurts so... my eyes, but it also it looks natural. Like this, it, it's funny because this feels so weird, and yet it feels so right at the same time. I love Microsoft, but we haven't seen we've we've only heard how much respect they give their studios. We haven't seen the result of those teams yet, mm-hmm. of those new IPs spinning up, of the Bethesda merger. We haven't seen any of that yet. Yeah, and like I've said with Sony, we have an entire generation. To point to and say, look at what they did. Look at what they've done with Insomniac alone, right? So you have the best, the the best organization of first party studios in industry history. Yeah. I'd say the best organization of studios. Period. It's the most powerful a publisher has ever been. It's as Sony is right now, and they just added 
uh, a nuke to their arsenal, essentially. Who is not who who out there is not going to get excited when Bungie comes out on stage at a state of play and uh, not Luke Smith, but uh, uh, Chris Barrett comes out and is like, "I'm so excited to show you guys matter." Mm-hmm. Uh, title pending. Uh, if he comes out and says, "This is this is Bungie's next great world." And we're building it with PlayStation. It's, you know, they've given us the resources and it's called Matter. Mm-hmm. Who's not, that's going to, that will move consoles. And mm-hmm. Bung, and PlayStation knows it. Yeah. Sony Sony knows it, but I think it's less about, they're, they're finally starting to understand the Microsoft side of things. It's less about selling the hardware and more about getting your games as many places as possible. Uh-huh. I'll guarantee you Bungie games will all be PlayStation day and date. They will be the first PlayStation studio to release their stuff day and date on PC. Yeah, it'll take a while to get the God of Wars and stuff there. But with Bungie, I think it's more yeah. of, well, they have a history well, of being multi-platform. Let's let yeah. them just keep doing it. I think I think both studios have games where they're like, these games will sell consoles. These games deserve to be multi-platforms. And I think I think Microsoft has realized that for a couple years now. Yeah. But yep. Sony's starting to realize that now, too. Right. And I think that I think that they have interesting decisions to make about their franchises now. Uh, yeah, I like I said, like I was telling our friend Ray, I don't know if this means that Microsoft, you know, changes their approach to some of their studios. You know, like, do they maybe say, hey, um, we'd like to explore letting uh, Redfall come to PlayStation a couple months after launch? Or maybe, you know, maybe they change course and are like, we're going to do a simultaneous launch. Yeah. Um, you know, that that is supposed to be a, you know, multiplayer game. Hey, guys, multiplayer game, multi-platform. Come on. You know, we've all been yelling it, um, especially if it does get delayed like it looks like it's probably going to. But then you can keep the real meat and bones, the new IPs like Starfield to yourself, the Elder Scrolls to yourself. I don't know, like, because I think that there, you know, there are still offerings there with Destiny. It's kind of all or nothing. You had to make a choice. Yeah, Uh, I don't I don't envy Jim Ryan for having to make that this Jim Ryan and Herman Hulse for having to make that decision. I don't envy Pete Parsons and I'm sure all the fighting that him and Jason and Luke and Mark had to be over there. I guarantee you Joe and Justin were going to bat for this too, being like, uh, this shit better stay multi-platform mm-hmm. because we're not getting, we fought so hard to make this cross play right. for so many years. And we finally, we finally got it cross play a year ago. Yeah. Not even a year. Not even a year ago. Nine months ago, we got crossplay. I think. Yeah. Nine months. Uh huh. We got true crossplay, if that. Yeah. And you're gonna tell me I it's think, gonna go away now? I think they. I think they clearly bought yeah. Bungie for the infrastructure and the community building mm-hmm. side of things, and Bungie agreed because of their multimedia ambitions. I, I fully agree. So, uh, Corey, do you have anything else to add, or do we wanna we wanna head on not, out of here? Not yet. You know, maybe in a, a couple of years. I'm when sure we see things the... are going to come out the next couple of days, next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, you're out of town on Thursday, right? You said. TBD. TBD. Yeah. TBD. So but, this yeah. this might be your episode for the week, guys. If it might if be. you see it, if you see one pop up Friday morning, then surprise. But uh, this might be your episode for the week. Uh, but this was an important one. Definitely Very. wanted to get it out. I stayed up much later than I usually do to record this, uh, mostly because uh, sometimes on Monday nights I record another uh, podcast called Standard Definition where we talk about, uh, well, right now we're doing MCU rewatch. So, uh, But yeah, this was an important one. Josh, 
Thank you for waiting on me. Thank you for your time. Oh, no problem. Tonight. Thank you for making time for this. Of course, dude. You know, you know, I make time for Destiny when I need to. You know that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where can we find you, Josh? Uh, Twitter, as always, at Josh underscore Finn, two ends. I'll probably be talking a lot more about this deal in the coming days um, as I still process it and I, you know, kind of engage with all of y'all mm-hmm. about it. So, if you have questions, comments, concerns, send them. Yes. To me, to Corey, or to Tower Cash at Tower Casuals on Twitter, towercasuals at gmail.com. And we will get to them on the next episode, whether that be this Thursday or next Thursday. It'll be one of the two. Yes. Uh, you can find me. I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me uh, for fun things. Uh, I think that's that's all for now. Uh, follow us on, on Twitter at Tower Casuals. Email the show at towercasuals at gmail.com. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this emergency episode of Tower Casuals. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye, Guardians. Indeed.